Ivan filling in for Pat. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Ireland and all across the world is going to be the year of mega elections. And of course, we've had no election really in Ireland since 2020. So that might indicate that there's going to be radical change. Joining me to discuss all things politics in the year ahead, it's a pleasure to welcome Louise Byrne, a political correspondent with the Irish uh, uh, Mirror. Welcome to the programme, Louise. First of all, um, what do you think is the big ticket item for the year? Morning, Ivan. Happy New Year. Yeah, I think, like you said, it's going to be a really busy year. Um, I'm hoping all my colleagues got a good break over the Christmas uh, because I think we won't get one now for a very long time. But I think, you know, we, we're going to have the usual things that have dominated the political sphere for the last couple of years. Housing is not going to go away anytime soon. Health is not going to go away anytime soon. But I think as we saw towards the end of last year, and I think as we saw particularly over the Christmas period, immigration is going to be a huge talking point as we come into 2024 and indeed as we approach those local and European elections in June and I think the government are kind of starting to realise this now and Leo Varadkar said it himself in a pre-Christmas interview with political correspondents he was saying that look perhaps we have to take some responsibility as a government for the way that we have approached the immigration topic he said that a lot of people see immigration as Ukrainian refugees or as international protection seekers or those seeking asylum here and that's not the full story but I think as we go into 2024 what we're going to have to have and I think it's something that perhaps we were afraid to have last year is an open and honest debate about immigration because I think anytime we have seen that debate play out before we saw it in the door just there before Christmas it's very a polarizing debate you have kind of two sides who kind of if you would like scream the loudest you have those who are against immigration and then you have those who call them people racists but there is kind of that middle part and that middle cohort of people who do have concerns about immigration and want those concerns addressed so I think that's going to have to be something that the government addresses in the next couple of months because we've seen you know attacks on places that have been earmarked for asylum seeker accommodation and I think everyone accepts that that can't be allowed to continue into the new year. Did I detect, uh, because, you know, one of the stories the latter end of the year was Sinn Féin had been polling 32, 34% consistently in the 30s and they went down to 27 and there was some suspicion it's because they were part of the political consensus on the migration issue. Did I detect in some interviews end of year a shift in Mary Lou's position whereby uh, saying it was okay for, you know, they weren't racist if they had uh, concerns? I mean, when you look at a town like Killarney, with four and a half thousand Ukrainians and 700 international protection uh, uh, people. I mean, you know, you can understand why there's a protest on the street there, a silent protest, enough is enough. Yeah, I mean, I think that's definitely fair to say about Mary Lou MacDonald and about Sinn Féin that there has been kind of a turn in how they speak about immigration over the last couple of weeks. I mean, even how they speak about Ukrainian refugees. I think it was an interview in the Irish Daily Mail where Mary Lou MacDonald was saying, well, should special protection continue to be granted to Ukrainian refugees after the temporary protection initiative uh, winds up in March 2025? It is at the moment. You would expect that could be extended again. Um, And she's been saying how the government has made a huge mistake and how it's communicated with the public about refugees and asylum seekers. So 
there has kind of been the charge against Sinn Féin, all right. And I think that's reflected in the polls, especially when you look at perhaps the increase in support to the independent TDs. Um, people like the rural independents have probably been the ones in the door who are bringing up immigration the most. Um, and if you look at the last poll that the Sunday Independent did, while the independence vote went up by a couple of points, or the independent support rather went up by a couple of points, like you said, for the second month in a row, that support for Sinn, De- Sinn Féin was down. I think it was down something like... 7% over the last two polls. So I think there has been kind of a shift in how Sinn Féin are speaking about immigration because I think they see as well the kind of the backlash that has been there against them. And I mean, even if you look at that big protest that took place outside the Dáil on September, the first day back at the Dáil, you know, it wasn't like you would usually expect to see against the government and posters of the government giving out about the government. There was posters about Mary Lou as well and that kind of marked a change, I guess, if you like, because for the first time, it wasn't just people against the government. It was people saying that they were against Sinn Féin as well. And obviously this, you know, if you look at the results in Italy, in Holland, uh, look at what Germany are doing on their border, what Macron has said. This is a European issue of saying, look, we can't take on the problems of the world. Open borders is is going to play into the European elections. We have an extra MEP up. Um, I, I think all but two of the MEPs, uh, Francis Fitzgerald and Deirdre Clun, are seeking re-election. Uh, what, what are you predicting there, Louise? Any big casualties? Any uh, people to watch? I mean, you would have to expect that Sinn Féin are going to benefit in some way, shape or form, even though they have had that dip in the polls. Support for them is still very high and it's far beyond what Fine Gael and Fianna Fáil have. Sinn Féin only have one MEP at the moment and Chris McManus, so you would expect them to gain. Uh, Lynn Boylan is seeking the nomination for Dublin and you, someone with a high profile like that, you can imagine that she could do quite well. Um, I think it's kind of inevitable in some ways that Fine Gael or Fianna Fáil could lose a seat, perhaps more. That being said, you still have very high profile people going for the European elections, which it's quite remarkable that the number of high profile TDs and senators you have for Fianna Fáil, you have people like Barry Cowan in the Midlands and he's uh, seeking the nomination up against Lisa Of course, that's Chambers. where the extra seat is. Uh, but Fianna Fáil in the last two elections got no seat. So that it's, now, it's now an extra seat. So Fianna Fáil maybe might write that wrong as far as they're concerned. Yeah, and it's quite interesting, even when you look at the number of people who are seeking the nomination there, you have, like I said, Barry Cowan, of course, of the Cowan dynasty, um, very important family in the Midlands. Some might say you have Lisa Chambers out in Mayo. She was a former uh, TD. She's now a senator. Uh, You've Senator Niall Blaney as well, seeking the nomination. So you have quite a number of people going for that seat. And, you know, the Fianna Fáil kind of way of thinking at the moment is that they have one, if not two seats. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Um, Fine Gael, meanwhile, kind of seemed to be so far focusing on Dublin. You have people like Regina Doherty, again, former cabinet minister, currently a senator. She's seeking the nomination for Dublin, as is Josefa Madigan, who is junior minister there in the Department of Education. So uh, quite high profile names going for it. Perhaps the government hoping that by putting these high profile names forward, they might secure seats in the European elections. But you also have to think about what that means for their dull prospects, because you know, I think you agree with me on this one, Ivan, yeah. that I'd be amazed if there was not a general election at some stage this yeah, year. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And so far as that, well, one of the factors there is is in the local elections, Sinn Féin did very badly in 2019, lost about 80 seats down to 78 seats at 9% of the vote. Now, whatever way you look at it, 
they could get they could get the most councillors elected to forty something like that to fifty, which will provide a basis and a pool of candidates. You know, they left twelve seats behind them last time because they didn't have enough candidates. Would it not be tempting for Leo to not give them that opportunity in the autumn and have the general election the same day as the local and Europeans? So there's kind of two schools of thought on this. And I suppose if you spoke, speak to people in Fine Gael, there's a kind of a cohort there that are saying, well, if you do the general election before the local elections, well, then you don't have Sinn Féin councillors. You have Fianna Gael and Fianna Fáil councillors who are mostly within the council. And don't forget, those councillors have an impact on who's in the Shannon. So there's kind of the Fine Gael school of thought in some cohorts is well if you have your general election before the local election it means that the government can con- keep control of the Shannon even if Sinn Féin take control of the door so that could be appealing now I'm told that is just not a runner and um, it's hard to know what Leo Varadkar will do with the general election don't forget the power is very much on his hands in his hands on this one he can go whenever he wants now I know Eamon Ryan and Micheál Martin have both said that they want the government to run its full term which of course would be March 2025 um, but will Leo Varadkar actually listen to that or will he go in the autumn I think the most likely kind of scenario would be have a good budget in October. Now, of course, it does take time to get that legislation passed, to get all the budget measures enacted. See how quickly you can do that and then go to the polls while those good numbers are in the back of people's minds. But I can't see it running to March 2025. Yeah, well, the, the difficulty for Leo is it, presumably he wants transfers uh, to Fine Gael from Fianna Fáil and the Greens. If he has a row at the termination of the government or if he wants to reconstruct the government, and they said, hold on a minute, we have an agreement for five budgets. Breaching that agreement mightn't be a great way to have harmony between the government parties. Absolutely. And I mean, Leo Varadkar has said numerous times, as is Micheál Martin, you know, we want this government re-elected. We're going to run on our own manifestos whenever that election is. We are going to go to the electorate as individual parties. But Leo Varadkar in in particular is saying that this government should be re-elected. And if he wants to do that, he does have to keep Micheál Martin on side. Don't forget, Micheál Martin has an awful lot of power in his hands coming into this general election, which is kind of remarkable because this time last year we were saying, is Micheál Martin even going to be around in 2024? And he's kind of seen off all those questions. But the kind of the general assumption now is that the next government is either going to be made up of Sinn Féin, Fianna Fáil and a number of the parties of the left, or it's going to be the re-election of the current Fine Gael, Fianna Fáil coalition, perhaps with the Greens again, depending on how they do. So the, you would imagine that Micheál Martin and Fianna Fáil will be there in some sort of way, shape or form. Indeed. So and, and, and just on that, the, the final thing I want to ask you, Louise, was... was, was one other post, uh, you know, which, which, which ends at the end of this European Parliament term is Mairead McGuinness's term as EU Commissioner. Now, it was agreed uh, when she was appointed that Fianna Fáil would get the commissionership. And I thought it would be the perfect move from Ivy House Foreign Affairs for, for, for Micheál to take it. He'd get a senior portfolio, vice president of the commission and so on. It seems now, uh, McGrath doesn't want it, uh, that Charlie McConnell is going to be the next EU commissioner. Is that what you're hearing? That kind of seems to be the suggestion, all right. But there could be more of a row there than we're actually envisaging. Oh, um, we Martin, love rows. Yeah, what what, what row? We, 
<laughs> we love rows. Yeah, starting off the new year on a good row. So this, like you said, it was kind of this working assumption that because Fianna Gael had put Mairead McGuinness in for the commissioner, the Fianna Fáil would get to pick the next commissioner. Now, Mairead McGuinness has not been shy in saying that she does want a second term. And during, we have the pre-Christmas interviews with the Taoiseach and the Tánaiste, and the Tánaiste was suggesting that his idea and his understanding of it all is that the next election will be a Fianna Fáil candidate. However, the Taoiseach then saying a couple of days after that, well, there's no written agreement on that. That's not something that has been discussed in full and that will be a bridge they have to cross when they come to June or July. So could there be a little bit of a pushback there? Um, Leo Varadkar, you would assume, would want Murray McGuinness to stay in the role. The Taoiseach is of the understanding that it's been a false for the taking. So I think that's one to keep an eye on. Um, not necessarily the most exciting, but it could definitely be a row that's brewing and could, again, be a marker of how this coalition is going to end. OK, lots of tea leaves to pour over. My thanks to Louise Byrne, political correspondent with the Irish Mirror, uh, for what promises to be a preview of a fascinating year in News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR on News Talk.